This episode of Sorry Right Number is sponsored by Yummy Yeti. That's Y-U-M-M-I-Y-E-T-T-I. If you're a snack fiend and you love snacks, check out YummyYeti.com. Snack locally. Damon and I'm Audra. We are sorry, right number tonight's episode. I know. Anyway, the fifth one <laughs> in a row. Uh, <laughs> see, so this, this is, is four episode 10. We're almost at the finish line. No, folks. we're at episode eight. Oh, are we? Season four, episode eight, payment overdue. Wow, I thought it was. Oh no, honey, we still we're, there's eleven episodes and we're only no, 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 we're not because oh. I'm looking right at it. Uh, sorry, right number. The episode we did last week was season four, episode nine. Sorry, right number is episode yeah. nine. Yeah. Okay. See, episode eight was Seymour Lama, and I'll be goddamn if we're talking about that one again. <laughs> okay. Sorry, <laughs> I have written down here episode eight. You are incorrect, ma'am. It is season four, episode ten payment overdue a callous collection let's get right into it a callous collection agent discovers that she herself has an overdue payment involving rita valdez a client who took drastic steps to end her financial woes um this one is kind of true to form with what they do this is a one location uh, episode that don't leave they never leave this studio apartment of hers she nope. lives in New York in a swanky part of uh, Manhattan but it's and... still a studio apartment <laughs> yeah it's a studio apartment that she works in it's like half of this apartment is desk the okay. other half is the other a half bed. is a bed and a table and a little kitchenette I mean and it's you know he's supposed to have this really nice view but she's She's kind of almost gleeful about fucking people over. Oh, she's threatening people. She's, she scares the kids, tells them their mom and dad are going to go to jail if yep. they don't call her back. I mean, she's evil. And they are, they are like, uh, you know, they are like uh, uh, people like this that do that kind of shit. It's kind of... We, we're saying because we had people calling us in our younger days because we, oh, yeah. we were behind on some shit and they were pretty mean. Oh, and they would overstep their bounds. It was oh, just... Remember when they used to call you at work? Oh my God, I forgot that. Before that was illegal, they yeah. used to call you at work. Work. Yeah. I remember, I remember when I was... Uh, 
uh, you know, we all were guilty of this. Uh, remember a publisher's clearinghouse with the, oh, not, yeah. with the like the the, the penny, yeah, that or the get twenty CDs for a penny. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then, and, oh but if you don't send it and tell them you don't want one that month, you gotta you get yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, which no one thought to do because everyone mm-hmm. fell into that trap. But uh, especially when you're like 21 and you're like, yeah, I can get all my favorite CDs for a penny. I'll do that. And then you realize I owe 38 bucks. But uh, but the funny thing was uh, they would call you, you you know, the creditor would call you pretending to be someone you knew. Like, hey, man, what's going on? You're like, wait, I don't know anyone who talks like this. Who is this? And like, oh, we're here to, you know, you have an outstanding debt with whatever. Yeah. But uh yeah, she was just terrible and she was they would just track you down at work. They so call like, your boss. Yeah. And she was like this. And she was like threatening people with like sending people to you and and uh it, so she was just awful. She was awful. It was she just was telling the children their mommy and daddy were gonna go to jail. Yeah. And they needed to call her back. It was just pretty <laughs> shitty. It was yeah. But um so she, they established early on she's an awful person, and there's this one woman in particular, uh, well, you know, Rita, that she bought a washer and dryer, and she's doing like the the building's laundry for mm-hmm. them, and uh, and that's she's, her that's her side hustle. And and she's obviously an immigrant. She's an immigrant. To make it in the United States. And she's sick. She probably they didn't say what she had, but it but sounded she like sounded cancer. sick. Yeah. Yeah. She, like it sounded like cancer, like throat cancer. And uh, but she's doing this little job, and she's this woman is callous as fuck. She does not care. Giving her zero. Giving her money, and I'm, her I'm not going. Fox is barren. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's on the phone talking to corporate about all the people she screwed over and how she can't wait to hear back about a promotion. And, uh, and a guy comes to, I forget who was he disguised as. He, uh, he just, he was disguised as a lawyer because he's come from the city to get a <coughs> payment to settle that person's account. That's what it was. I couldn't remember. And, um, so he's talking to her and she keeps getting these threatening phone calls that get deeply personal and and then they're on her she works from home but they're calling her home line uh-huh. and um and she's like uh she's like spooked because it's like it never ends it seems like there's no hour of the day they're not trying to get a hold of her and it seems like it's you know she's she's not saying it but she feels it's like leaning towards supernatural because she's hearing the, the same voice the radio or the she's radio hearing. yeah but then she tells her you know while she's like she tells her story to this lawyer it's like they're doers and they're takers and i'm a doer and i can succeed no matter what circumstance yeah, she and he. Yeah, I guess she kept saying she's basically. She sounds like a Republican, kind of like pull yourself by your bootstraps. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, she's never had to do that, but uh, mm-hmm. she's real preaching it to the to the nines. And uh, what ends up happening is uh, she, uh, the, you know, the guy comes by and, and it's kind of crazy the way overnight she's like, she's like she acts all attracted to him and she's like, could you stay the night? I just want to be alone. I'm scared. Is so she. Drunk? So, yeah, she gets to, so she gets drunk with him, and she makes him dinner and chocolate mousse, and 
she's talking about how people like them, him and her, are, are doers and you know, we can get stuff done. You're not a loser. Like these losers I talked to on the phone all day. And, uh, and then she, he's going to leave. He's like, well, I'm going to go. She's like, Oh no, just sleep next to me. Lie in bed next to me. And he agrees to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. And she, they both fall asleep and she gets waken up with another phone call. Mm-hmm. And it's on the answering machine, so she can hear that lady's voice. Yes, and the lady's talking about how cold it is where she's at, and and uh, dude's sleeping through the whole thing. Yeah, he's sleeping through it, and he finally wakes up, and she's like, he's she's like sitting up, and she's fully awake, and he's like, what's wrong? And she's like, well, uh, they she this like the, the person called again, and they mentioned your name. Are you in on this? And he says, which kind of threw me. I didn't think it was going to, I thought he would just deny it. It's like, of course not. He's like, yeah, I am. I'm here to settle a debt. And and uh, that's when he tells her uh, that she has a debt that needs to be paid. And it's basically because she's so awful. Uh, she's like, I'm going to call the police. or uh, And I forget what happens. Well, he turns, that. basically, he turns her into... Yeah, he slowly. Yeah, he's right. He slowly like breaks down all the stuff. He he, like he like pulls. Yeah, he pulls like her, opens her drapes, and now instead of that uh, Statue of Liberty that you could see, or no Central Park you can see from her window, it's a wall of another building. Uh And then he uh, he he waves his hand to where her furniture was, and it's all gone. And then it's just a becomes, chair and a table. And then she gets an accent. He rubs her neck, and all of a sudden she has a Spanish accent. He waves his hand in, in her closet, and it's a wash and dryer. Just, he basically, over the course of a few seconds, turns her apartment into that dead woman. into that into that dead woman's apartment. And then and, she's like, "Fuck this! I'm going to make phone calls." And then people are treating her like they would treat that woman. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, now you're in her." Basically, he's like, "Now you're in her position. You said you can do it. Work yourself out of it." Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, you're going to be terminally ill. And then he mm-hmm. just leaves. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's the end. Like, I thought oh it was God, super creepy the it. way he did it because yeah. he he did execute it. The way it was executed was very smooth and for a one room act because this could have easily been a play because it never you never leave that room but and they kind of just and it wasn't like cgi just kind of opened it up and there this was you know and you know obviously just uh uh just a swift cut but you know the room is damn near empty except for the little table and the phone right and then next thing you know, she's wearing those old clothes, tattered clothing. Clothes. Mm-hmm. And it was, I thought it was. She looked uh, sick. Yeah. And she had a, she had an accent and, and then he's like, well, you know, get to washing. Cause that's, you wash clothes for the building now. That's what you, that's what, that's why she bought that wash and dryer to, you know, make a living doing that. So, uh, it was, uh, it was actually not bad. For no, what this it was. Is, I, I actually enjoyed this one a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't bad for what it was. And it did a good job of making me not like her. So it was easy to go into that transition to when that happens to her, you're like, good. You know? Well, I think the acting was and like like the last episode. Okay. The mm-hmm. acting was better. Much better. So, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, the, the worst script, there are some lines of dialogue that even Ben Kingsley can't make good. 
right? We proved that with the whole, you know. Yes. But (laughs) you were correct in the last episode where you stated that even a kind of mediocre script, if you have great talent, they can make it better. Yeah. They may not be able to fix it, but they can definitely make it more digestible. Right. And I think that's another one where we're like, season four, we're finally getting somewhere. Yeah, so I I don't know. And this is like the second one in a row that we've watched that deal with a lot of well, that deal with the phone. Mm-hmm. It's primarily about a phone, so it just made me think about. Um, well, there's been several ones where it's it's the phone. It's also people who work remotely, which I don't remember that being such a common occurrence of people actually having jobs where they worked from home on the phone. So I really, apparently it was something that it was not presented as I was aware of as younger back then, but is now kind of poignant because people are working remotely now. Oh, way more. Yeah. I was uh, thinking about, uh, about horror movies that, that have the phone as like a primary part of the, of the um, t- you know, of the story, you and mean just like have scream. Well, scream, scream is, uh, uh, but it has a it opens with a phone, but I mean centered around a phone, like ring, oh, like yeah. the ring that's that's as centered around a phone. Or the babysitter uh, one. What was the babysitter one? When a stranger calls. When a stranger calls. That's yeah. another one. Uh, the Japanese film actually called phone that's another one um pulse is another one that's sent around the phone one missed call and one you and i watched it's about i mean it's it's about uh video phone calls but unfriended that actually was better than it that was that was so great i really loved unfriended and and the fact is is like i had been trying to figure out for years how to do that kind of format in writing and everybody was like remember how they waited forever it was like 2010 before they actually had people on tv with cell phones and the you know integrated into the the, the story and it shouldn't work i mean you're you're staring at a screen basically you're just watching a zoom call yeah but it is riveting it is riveting from beginning to end yeah and it's it it was better than it should have been it had no right to be as good as it Especially since they're all playing high school kids and they're all like pushing thirty. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think much. one of them was thirty. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and of course, I couldn't mention. Uh, it was a great book, terrible movie. Cell, Stephen King's Cell. I didn't hate the movie. I didn't think it was great, but I well, liked the book much more. Well, the thing is, is most of the Stephen King movies and miniseries I have always liked the book better even though Dr. Sleep I did love that I thought Dr. Sleep was great Yeah, I uh, I thought Dr. Sleep was good um, I thought I thought The Shining was a good movie as well as a good book even though they're different uh, vastly different I liked them both um, one that I felt the movie was way better than the book and you know how I feel about it um um Gerald's game. I thought the yeah. book was I cannot I try to read that book twice. I, think, I fucking hate that book. I like the movie. 
I think the book was less frightening for you because it's the female perspective and uh, wasn't uh, well the, uh, was that wasn't the part that got to me what got to me is that they spent so much time on because you know that was in prime that that particular moment in time was when Stephen King was editing his own shit or well his editor was just a yes man and that's why we got like a 1200 page the stand that's why we got like that's why misery was like 800 pages he just did he just wrote and wrote and wrote and no, I it was felt Tommy knockers was the Tommy knock yeah yeah that was another yeah that's another one but I felt uh I felt Gerald's game could have been half its length and would have got the it story could have across. Been a novella, a novella. Yeah, it should have a been a novella. It should have been a novella. I don't think it should have been as long as it was because it just it went too much into her head well, and divorce. into her molestation. I just got so bogged down with it. I was like, enough already. I don't fucking care. Dolores Claiborne was another one that could have yeah. been a little shorter. Yeah, that. Could I mean, have it been. was a good. I'm not. I liked it. I. To be honest, like the only one I keep, you know, the only one I keep bashing is Tommy Knockers, and and well, yeah, yeah, it was know. a great setup with a very That's disappointing fair. ending. Black guy was like, "What the fuck?" I mean, come on, the you know, I to be honest, I I liked the Gunslinger movie. Oh, you! Oh, how dare you! Did you read I the Gunslinger? It. Oh, several times. Then how could you like that movie? Because as a writer, I understand now that we are targeting an audience who doesn't consume ex- uh, such concepts that are so complex and you have I disagree. to actually yeah dude dude go look I disagree you, you got to disagree. shove it down their throat you, there's a way to do it and that that film was so flawed it it took it took a book that should have been two movies right or oh, three and tried to cram it all into one movie and disregard most of the story and make up shit just so they can say they put their fingerprint on it instead of just telling the fucking story. That movie was well, the, fucking the awful. About, like, awful. Sh- the, the thing that I thought was a missed opportunity is you didn't get into the um, whole spirituality of what the gunslinger was. And although um, now that I think about it, I think that might be hard to portray um, on film. The whole, you know, how like the gun and the bullet were a connection of his soul. You know, like when he shot. They should um, have just spent. The, it was such a wasted opportunity. I'm and sorry, I, I, as much as I so like, pretty, I well, it. that's the only reason you like it. Let's be honest. That's it, the only it, reason you Idris, like it. Idris. Because and as much as I like Idris Elba, I think he was miscast in that. The movie, the the book, uh, Roland. I thought McConaughey did a good job of being, you know. Well, he was fine as the man in black, but it was clear that the gunslinger was like, well, he, he, Stephen King said it as much. The gunslinger was fashioned after Clint Eastwood in the spaghetti westerns. Which I'm not a fan of, especially after I watched fucking... Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but, but, that, but, but Roland, it's about Roland. Right. But... Roland was like an old curmudgeon. That's not Idris. Well, Idris ain't a young man. Well, no, just he's not. But is it the same? Black don't crack. <laughs> but it's just not. It was just not. It was not good. I mean, I, I, there's no I way. Was, there's no way you could say that's a good movie. I do not consider it Oscar worthy, but I liked. It. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. 
Ah, like it was. Him. You know, that's why they're not gonna. They were supposed to do three of those movies with with uh, with uh, movies in between on a TV series, and it got killed after that first one. And it was like I don't understand if you have such a good. And yet they got Peacemaker made. Peacemaker, yeah, yeah. That... I like Peacemaker. I do too, but at the same time, it is not of the quality of what the Gunslinger would have been. Wait, what? Wait, what are you calling the Peacemaker? You did with with John Cena? Yeah. But that I, has nothing to do with the Stephen I, King. I know, but I'm saying they oh, get okay. that kind of like tripe, like you know, story, and yet we couldn't get an actual adaptation of the guns. Peacemaker is a second-rate character in a comic book, and yet it made you care about <clears throat> the character. And he actually has an arc. He actually has an arc. He goes from being this asshole jackass to someone you care about who has to kill his own father. Well, so does Roland becomes well. Yeah, Roland but the, you don't. The, the emotional, the emotional awful. punch isn't there. The emotional well, punch isn't there because well, they rush they, to get to the big explosions and the big fights, and they don't spend any time with the characters. You can't tell that kind of story in two hours. They shouldn't have tried. They shouldn't have tried. I know, but you know we got to make money, money, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's, there's I ways to do it. What it was. Oh, I, I think I, I think you've been those, drinking. Well, a little <laughs> bit, but I don't love it. I love it. I love Idris. Oh I, my gosh. I love me some Idris. Oh Lord, sweet baby Jesus. Now, All right. I'm say it. <laughs> All right. We derailed again. Yes, we have. We've. We're not, Stephen King didn't even write this book, this this episode, and we're just babbling about Stephen but King. But Stephen, really, Stephen, if you're listening, because I know you're not, but if you are, <laughs> like, give me a give me a ring, bro. I'll give you a like trade. I give you one like deep tissue massage, and I know you fucked up after that van incident. Um, so I'll give you some like deep tissue massage treatment, like all legit. I'm not no no happy ending. Um, and 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 you let me like show you some of my shit you please help me make it better <laughs> get me steven steven i've been reading your shit since i was 12 <laughs> i probably shouldn't have been anyway. so february 14th <laughs> valentine's day 1988 oh i was probably crying over a boy uh let's see the top five movies of that week uh here's top line I it looks I don't know anything about this. It's a Franco Nero movie, and it looks like a Indiana Jones ripoff. Um, Enigma from oh, Lucio Fulci, Fulci, uh, Italian horror. Um, Iguana from Monte Hellman. I don't know that one. I'm, yeah. And These were like arty shit. That didn't come to Boise. No, no, but. Um, here's one that you would know. Where is it? Where is it? February Platoon came out that oh, week. God. Oh, I'm still traumatized from that. That was a great movie. <gasps> it was a great movie. I'm still traumatized from it. Oh, you know which one got me? It's mm. full okay, that one was like, mm. oh gosh, war is enemy, hell. Enemy at the gates. Mm. Oh, yeah. Just keep throwing know. people at the line. I'm sorry. Just keep throwing people at them. I. I have PTSD 
from like <laughs> World War One and World War Two and Vietnam movies. I don't know where I accumulated. It may be a past life, but I can't do it. You were in the NAMs. I was in the shit. Apparently. All right. <laughs> All right. Top five uh, songs for that that week. Uh, we got a couple of new ones. Oh. Number five, Pep Shop Boys. What have I done oh. to deserve this? I like Eric, Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, they're all right. Eric Clampton, Hungry Eyes. Mm-hmm. Roger, Zap and Roger, I Want to Be Your Man. I do not remember that one. Oh, man. Zap and Roger were like R&B, but they were... Uh, now, it wasn't... Then they used the, the tricorder where you put that tube in your mouth and you alter your voice. Oh, yeah. Alex has one of those. Yeah, Alex has one of those. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, they would have been... If they were of today, it would have been like all auto tune. But the, they they were an R&B group that kind of you that you you'd heard. I know you've heard the song, even though you don't know the song. If I were if I were to put it on, you'd be like, oh okay, I've heard this. Okay. Expose seasons change at number oh, two, mm-hmm. and goddamn for the fifth week in a row, Tiffany is number one. Oh. <laughs> uh, she wasn't that good. No, she had she all her hits. All her hits were covers. Yeah, but all her hits were covers. Because we're teenagers and we're gonna fuck. I just thought it was funny. All her hits were covers of 60s hits. Mm -hmm. All right, folks. Well, we are close to the finish line. We got three shows before we go to the movie. Uh, we will see you next week. Happy holidays. (laughs) Shoots.